0: This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies. Mike Breen is back this week to talk about the film The Sound of Freedom which is purportedly about child sex trafficking but is so filled with misrepresentations and white savior tropes that experts in the field of human trafficking say it will do far more harm than good. Even worse, potentially, is the fact that this film fuels conspiracy theories and its backers are linked to QAnon. Here's the film's star Jim Caviezel delivering the keynote address at a QAnon conference. If the speech sounds familiar, it's because it's a direct lift from the film Braveheart in which the lead character played by Mel Gibson, another conspiracy nut by the way, rallies his soldiers to fight. Take a look, my conversation with Mike Breen, CEO of Human Rights First is right after. Will you fight? This man says no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run, and you live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, that you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God we must live, and with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword. May you join Saint Michael and all the angels in defending God and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. We are headed into the storm of all storms. Yes, the storm is upon us. But not without Jesus, our rudder. And in the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. God bless you. Mike Breen, welcome back to Against All Enemies.
1: Nice. Good to be back. Hope you've been well.
0: So unless you've been under a rock for a week, you will have seen this explosion on social media of this film, The Sound of Freedom, which on the surface is something we should care deeply about. It's a film about child sex trafficking, a horrific scourge. But the way this film is being marketed, and in fact the way it's telling the story, is something we should really be worried about, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, certainly on the face of it, uh, you know, this is a human rights issue and just a, a human issue that we should all care about. It's, yeah, it's hard to imagine a worse form of human rights abuse and a worse crime than child sex trafficking. Um, and it is a real thing, um, of course, and, and, and far too common. This movie, though, it's interesting, fits into kind of a pattern that we see in, in the anti-democratic extremist space. And it's it's made up because because that movement's really got these three components to it. You know, you get the the violent individuals and networks, the guys with the guns and the zip ties, your, your proud boys, your oath keepers. But also, you know, a, a deluded and well meaning man with an AR fifteen who goes to liberate imaginary children from the basement of a pizza parlor because you know somebody convinced him there's child sex trafficking going on. You've then got more mainstream groups and networks and individuals, and they are a huge part of this. And that's everything from, you know, Tucker Carlson to media figure, other media figures you see. Um, that they play a huge role, politicians that we talk about. <laughs> we all know their names. In mainstreaming the ideas and the stories that make this movement function, you know, the conspiracy theories and the narratives. And then you've got individuals that act on this stuff uh, in various ways and support the movement, sometimes violent. This film really is... If you look at who's involved and how the story is told and also the way that controversies followed the film, you know, there are now conspiracies on social media being propagated and spread that the mainstream media is trying to silence the movie or prevent people from seeing it, all of which is, of course, untrue. Um, you know, this this idea that powerful elites are part, you know, around the world are part of child sex trafficking um, is, a, is a core QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, it's core of that, that movement. It's core to the broader extremist movement. And it's a really powerful way uh, that people want to advance this anti-democratic cause will chip away at our faith in institutions, you know. And the, and the guys involved in this film have, have been part of that. Um, Tim Ballard, who the, you know, the, the guy the film's supposedly about, um, has been tied to QAnon. You know, he's been out there saying that Wayfair Furniture is a secret child sex trafficking ring. Uh, the lead actor in the movie Um, You know, has ties to QAnon as well. He's spoken to QAnon events, you know, he's gotten up on stage fairly recently and said things like, you know, we got to fight child sex trafficking, Satan and liberal values, you know, in the same breath. Um, So it's, it's a, it's a pretty weird, strange group of of people doing this thing. And it's clearly intended, it seems to me to, and and to a lot of people looked at it, um, to really drive this, this narrative mainstream, that child sex trafficking is everywhere the most powerful people, uh, especially on the left are in on it or won't stop it. Um, and it's, you know, it's up to, to good people, mostly good white Christian people to stand up and stop it.
0: Well, that's the other part of it. I mean, I I can't think of a clearer depiction of the white savior trope. You, you have it like there on the screen and also the, the villain is is cast as, you know, some latin american who is kidnapping kids out of target parking lots. Not saying that never happens, but one of the problems with making that the focus of your depiction is that it's such a rare occurrence compared to the overwhelming percentage of trafficked kids who who know their abusers who are Led into that uh, situation because of family trauma, or in other countries, political upheaval, or because they've been rejected by family members for their sexual orientation. I mean, a film like this is is a huge distraction.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's it absolutely is, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, Ballard called this organization, you know, the, the Operation Underground Railroad, right? Which is, you know, talk about you know, ripping off, uh, something that, that doesn't belong to you. Um, and we found a, 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 oil painting that they were promoting, uh, you know, and that the quality of the art's not great, but, it, but it depicts Ballard and, and others walking down railroad tracks, carrying children, right. And, and everybody carrying a baby is white and then the children, the children aren't white. Right. And the, the railroad tracks are flanked by everybody from George Washington to Harriet Tubman holding torches you know in reverence is they you know I, I i think they probably commissioned it themselves but you know th- that's on facebook so it it's really unbelievably blatant uh white saviorism and it, you know the last thing we in the, in the world anybody needs is is promoting a bunch of like white savior hero tourism to latin america to try to chase pedophiles you know it, it's it's really not uh constructive let's put it that way it's also not an accurate depiction of the problem as you said
0: right and it isn't just a distraction from the real problem, which is wrapped up in drug abuse and, and family dysfunction and lack of mental health services for, for kids. It's a distraction from real threats to kids like guns in schools or or these other things that the right wants us to ignore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you really want to be a hero and take care of kids, your own and others, you know, it's just, just basically basic things you got to do. Um, you know, especially as a dad, right. Things around gun safety and fire safety and making sure your house is a safe place to be and making sure that you're not addicted to the wrong substances and you get your anger issues under control and all that stuff. Um, that, that's what being a heroic protector of kids looks like 99.9% of the time, not, you know, going, going to Latin America to try to, you know, unravel a conspiracy on your own or something like that. So, um, yeah, this is a, uh, it's a fantasy, right? It's a fantasy. And it's it's a fantasy that's intended to appeal to a very specific audience.
0: And that's the other really dangerous thing about it. I heard the film described as a vigilante fever dream. And, you know, we have made fun of the Pizzagate guy who brought a long rifle into Comet Pizza and shot it up trying to rescue kids. But films like this that glorify that kind of vigilantism based on really exaggerated heroics of the protagonist. They just feed that fever dream and (laughs) and while distracting us from real problems affecting kids and the realities of this issue in particular, they they feed this vigilantism. And, you know, I, I just I'm waiting for the next Comet pizza.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's really true. And this isn't how real law enforcement work or, or human rights work happens, right? I mean, um, human rights 1st were certainly involved in trying to free people around the world from all kinds of injustice, uh, and, and help people avoid all kinds of dangerous situations. And, you know, some of that, some of that's really, um, you know, pretty, pretty serious work that has to happen, um, you know, outside of the public eye, but it doesn't look like anything like this. I mean, this, this is a fantasy. Um, and there's, it looks like there's, there's pretty good reason to believe, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert in the ins and outs of, of, of Tim Ballard's life, but it seems like there's pretty good reason to believe that, that a lot of what he's claimed to have done and how he's claimed to have done it is, is not quite accurate to put it mildly. Um, because that's, it's just not how the world works. I mean, the last thing I heard about him was that he was claiming he's going to Ukraine to, to rescue some kids based on a tip from Mel Gibson of all people. Um, you know, that just doesn't quite have the ring of truth to it to me. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm sure people in this space are doing really good work in the NGO space, but, it, you know, it doesn't look like running around beating people up in a, in a safe house in Central America.
0: So, Mike, you're the CEO of one of the leading human rights organizations. Tell us about the real hard work of. Of protecting kids and other vulnerable communities that are preyed upon. Uh, and and why it doesn't always happen in front of the camera, and in fact, when it does, you need to be suspicious.
1: That's a great. I appreciate the question, Ken. It, you know, ninety nine percent of it, really. The, the the first rule is back up human rights defenders in a community. Um, you know, it's never about uh, parachuting yourself into a place and trying to do it. There are. Incredibly heroic, highly skilled, brilliant people almost everywhere in the world doing this work. Um, and they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And that's true whether we're talking about, you know, a, a group of 20-somethings running around Yemen with, with cell phone cameras trying to document war crimes by every side in a war. You know, they, they're the, the most hunted people in that entire conflict running around, hated by everybody on every side. Heroic people trying to evacuate their vulnerable neighbors from places like Afghanistan. Uh, what's going on in Ukraine it, there, there are always people on the ground, always people from a community who've, who've stood up to do the right thing. They take the greatest risks. They're closest to the problem. They're closest to the danger. They're closest to the pain. You, you follow their lead and you back them up. That's our job, uh, as a largely American based human rights organization. Uh, and we try to contribute capabilities that, that, it may not be easy for them to have, you know, whether that's technical capabilities or field craft or you know, legal capabilities. We do a lot of legal work. Um, that's, that's the work, you know, it's, it's about backing up the people who, who are closest to it, um, getting them what they need. And, you know, it's not about, it's not about trying to fit a story arc that's <laughs> going to make a good Hollywood thriller. Um, but this isn't really, this is really, doesn't strike me as a film about human rights work so much as it strikes me about, uh, you know, it's, it's a film that is designed to sell a story uh, in a narrative in a, in a way that's kind of palatable for a mainstream audience, but, but a narrative that's at the absolute center of, of QAnon and the absolute center of the anti-democratic far-right extremist movement. Um, and it, again, it fits the pattern of trying to take extreme ideas mainstream. Uh, the idea that Wayfair furniture is a secret child sex trafficking ring is pretty extreme. You know, I tell you that most people are going to go, I don't know about this. Um, but if you package it up in a certain way in a film and start that discussion, uh, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. And it's done with intent, I think, in this case, based on who's involved in it.
0: Talking about who's involved in it, we're going to share a clip of the lead actor keynoting a QAnon conference. And if you can share with us that oil painting, uh, I think that would be a great visual too. send that over and we'll, we'll splice it in. I'll
1: send it to you. I couldn't believe it.
0: Send it over. Thanks so much for joining us. Remind folks how they can find human rights first and, and help you out.
1: Thanks, Ken. Yeah, we're at humanrightsfirst.org. And if you're a veteran, if you're a lawyer, if you're an investigator, if you are a technologist, if you just want to help out, uh, we'd love your skills, your time, your effort, and of course, your, your financial support's huge too. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ken. Take care.